Hello, welcome to the Love Rosie podcast, the show discussing the 2014 film Love Rosie, five minutes at a time, with Ellen Asprey and Luke Allen. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Ellen Asprey. Hello. <laughs> I feel like it's awkward saying hello whenever you ask me that. I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to just come up with different things to say? Or should I just change the intro entirely? No, it's fine. Just carry on, just carry on. <laughs> um, and uh, we're here to talk about minutes 36 through 40 of Love, Rosie. I should check this. I think it's minutes We're so far through it now. Yeah, it's kind of... I'm kind of like, where the heck has this show gone? Like, <laughs> we've only just started, I'm sure. But I know. Yeah, 36 through 40. I kind of may or may not have booked out on the Move by Minute spreadsheet what my next show will be this week. Um, I may or may not have booked the Paddington movies. Oh no. <laughs> it's mostly because uh, very recently um, Citizen Kane went down by 1% on Rotten Tomatoes and Paddington has remained at uh, 100%, yeah, I did, which means I did that Paddington that. 2 I noticed is that, officially yeah. better than Citizen Kane. Yeah. And as it's getting more and more popular, I was like, I want to stake my claim on the Paddington movies before anyone else steals. thing is, though, I've seen a lot of films that have 100%. Yeah, but I think Paddington 2 has like the most 100% reviews or something. There's some reason oh, oh, I put okay. it like, at the very top. Okay. Uh, but I do find it kind of funny. Apparently it was a review from like 80-odd years, like from basically around the time Citizen Kane came out that was added to Rotten Tomatoes that got it down from 100 to 99. That's so sad, isn't uh, it? Yeah. It's but Padding- Paddington himself <laughs> put a little tweet out saying, I'm sorry, I apologise to Mr. Kane for beating him uh, with tomatoes. <laughs> and I found that very fun. I mean, to be honest, the film itself just is just good. It is. I, I'm very... I, they I are good films. I will definitely do a minute by minute on both Paddington films. Maybe minute at a time, maybe a little more like this. I don't know. I feel like I could do a minute at a time because there's just so much to talk about even in the animation of Paddington. Like, just the way yeah, that he looks. True. They perfectly balance the... He looks real, but not too real like a bear as to be scary, but also not too unlike a bear as to look cartoonish. It's like, how do they... Anyway, this isn't the Paddington podcast. This is the Love Rosie podcast. <laughs> Gotta wait for um, that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when I'll have time, but I definitely will be doing that. I was going to say you're probably never going to have time to do it, but you know. I've I actually took down my claim for Lamez. I was like, I'm not going to do Lamez now. I'm going to do Paddington. Uh, there's no limit as to how many you can book out. I feel like just I feel like Lamez will just take. Is, did I say that right? Lamez, 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 Um, I just think that's such a long film that kind of yeah, drags a little take, bit. It would take a while. I don't know. Um, and that I think there's more research that would have to go into that. Like, I'd have to read the book, and the book is about 2,000 pages long. And, like, yeah. there's such a fandom behind Les Mis that whilst I'd get, like, a guaranteed audience, there'd be a lot of pressure. Um, mm-hmm. Never say never. I might do it, but not currently. Never say never. Okay. Whereas to read the Paddington books is just a fun pastime. I'd do that. <laughs> I'd read are all they of like, them to prepare. Aren't they like this? They're, yeah, they're they're pretty thin. Okay, I, I remember fun. reading a couple when I was little, but I'd read all of them to prepare for a podcast. <laughs> it's so lovely and awesome. Uh, anyway, minute thirty-five opens with Rosie giving her kind of Bridget Jonesy narration. Yep, uh, breastfeeding a child in a public place. Yeah, I don't like this bit. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why. I feel like this bit just throws you off for the rest of the film. 
not the rest of the film, just like from the beginning, you're kind of just why? Why put it in? It we doesn't. It doesn't go with the rest yeah. of the film. It just yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I go. agree. Uh, there's a there's another incident uh, in a second, uh, mm-hmm. the, like the scene we've got coming up next. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know which one you're on about. Yeah, I hate it so much. Wait, wait, wait just, just just checking. Is it the one with Bethany? It, it, it it's okay. yeah. Okay. When she when she falls into the clothing rack and yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, we're on the same level. We're on the same no, the, the 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 scene after that is one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh so. yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> hands down, hands down. But um, it's so it's so well done. To the listeners who don't remember, Rosie narrates. Never breastfeed in a public place. And I used to never bounce Katie on me after feeding. There's a smart man who gets like vomited on. I don't know what they're doing there. What yeah, do I'm, I was trying to figure out who's this guy. Where are they? What are they doing? Uh, she then says, Three, try not to cry when she cries. And four, most important of all, never assume trouble isn't around the next corner. And then that's when we hit this terrible, terrible scene. Yeah, the, the only thing that I will say I so about much. the narration that I really like is the fun electric guitar version of the of the music. We get kind of a very upbeat electric guitar. Bow, ba bow, ba 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 bow. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. But literally. Yeah. I was a bit confused I, then. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Every every sense. day that goes by, I'm getting closer and closer to buying that soundtrack album. I think it will happen oh. by the end of the show. No. If it had the actual songs on it and not just the score, I'd have bought it by now. This is the weird thing, right? I've done a lot of research. There appears to have been a soundtrack CD with the songs from the film on it. But mm-hmm. I can find I can find one person online selling it. There is no one else, and uh, there's no other evidence that this exists. And it's um, I did want to say I was you may have seen on my Instagram story I was on Letterboxd the other day reading reviews mm-hmm. for Love Rosie. Did you see this thing I shared? No, uh, my Wi-Fi has been turned off. Well, it switched off because yeah. of the weather, so it hasn't been on since like Sunday. Okay, so, so um, and like now. <laughs> Anything. This is one of my favourite reviews because, it, as a result of it, there are a couple of podcasts I'd like to recommend to this reviewer. This review says, I think I've lost my mind, you guys. For a while, I've considered this movie to be one of my favourites, and I've often recommended it to people. I've told them it's a romantic comedy about an awkward but sweet guy who uses the ability of time travel to better his chances at falling in love. Tonight I discovered this is not the plot of Love, Rosie, but in fact the plot of a completely different film called About Time, starring Rachel McAdams, and I can't figure out how or why this has happened. I literally don't think I've even seen this movie, Love, Rosie, before, and I... I also know that people I talk to don't take my film recommendations seriously, and perhaps they shouldn't, because no one has come to question my summary of the plot of this movie. It's been a big night for me. And I just love that review, because it's like, of all films for them to get oh. it mixed up with, it has to be about time. and it's just I like, know, typical, typical. I nearly commented funny. on that review saying, I've got a couple of podcasts you should listen to. But you should do know. that. I might go back and find them. Because that is one of my favourite reviews I've read in a long, long time. That's um, funny. And I would quite <laughs> like, potentially, to read a couple of reviews for Love, Rosie on the show at some point. Um, with About Maybe. Time, we always used to, read a, bad, we used to read a bad review for About Time every week. Um, and we used to have so much fun just taking the mick out of these bad reviews. But I went on to uh, Letterboxd for Love, Rosie. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all of the like top 
reviews that come up are really highly rated. Really? I had to scroll for ages to find a bad review. Really? Mm. And that's on Letterboxd. And that's on, like, actual film people wanting to watch films. Because, like, I find that... That's such a dumb thing to say, obviously, but... Yeah. Like, Letterboxd is kind of for people that really like films and want to rate them. Do you know what I mean? Like, have an appreciation for them. Yeah. Um... So it says, uh, there's one here where it says, uh, listen, I laughed a lot during this, but I'd be a liar if I didn't, if I said this didn't make me cry. There's something so comforting knowing that every now and then some, some part of my heart is so soft for rom-coms, especially when they include Tiny Dancer. Oh no, I'm really crying again about the final sequence. Damn it. That's a good hmm. review. But literally there's so many like four and five star reviews, even the three star reviews are being quite nice. Um, to be honest, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't rate this film high i would write i would rate it like a three yeah but it doesn't mean my, i don't my like difference, it like a low yeah. review to me doesn't mean anything like a low review is just a low review because of the film not because of my enjoyment of the film yes i think that's thing. why we have we rate so differently is that i i rate purely on my enjoyment and on the experience of watching the film rather than the quality of the film which is uh yeah, but I don't even rate my films anymore. I've come no, to the conclusion that's... that I hate rating films. <laughs> yeah. Purely because whenever I come back to them, I'm like, why did I give this a five star? Uh, I'm, purely finding, like, uh... I'm purely finding how I'm rating the film so just be helpful with when we do our films of the week so I can go back and yeah. be like, did I give one a five star this week? But that's what I mean. Like Some of the films I've mentioned in the film of the weeks have been like a two star for me, but I've still enjoyed them. Like I'd still recommend them. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going through my week, and it's such a strange mix of films. Ooh, okay, I've potentially got one. Okay. I've only well, given I haven't it... Got, I haven't I've got only a film given of the week it, today, guys, so this week... I've only given it a three and a half star, but I think I'm going to go with the one anyway that I've got. Because whilst it's a pretty well-known film in the UK, I've talked about it with some Americans, and they did not know that this film existed, so I'll talk about that later. Anyway. Um, right. So, should so we move bit, on to this this bit? That yeah, we this both, bit is the worst bit. I think we should preface film. this by saying we love the rest of the film so much that that's probably this could be a good scene in a slightly worse film. But because of yeah, how I much agree. We love the rest of the uh, film. This is this is this a type just of thing. I, I know this is really bad, and I know you love Richard Curtis, but this is a type of thing you'd find in a Richard Curtis. This film. This is a hundred percent a Richard Curtis thing. But the thing about Richard Curtis is you go into it expecting that. Love Rosie yeah. has spent the first half an hour I just think taking Richard Ditter. Curtis and doing it differently. That but to maybe just do Richard Curtis is out of place. Yeah. But I feel like for the year, perhaps rom-coms were quite big at the time. So Christine Ditter kind of took away his own aspect of film to try and entertain a larger, pop, like a larger group of people, like demographic. Maybe. maybe. So perhaps like... He put that in to make it more fit in with like I don't even know when Bridget Jones was filmed or whatever. Bridget Jones was two thousand and one. So yeah, like maybe he released it to be a bit more like them. About time they had popularity just before this, like about time was like six months before. And about time does have some of these. A couple, but nothing this level. About time, but about time stands out of other Richard Curtis films for not being like that. Like Bridget Jones, definitely Notting Hill, definitely um, Love Actually, hundred uh, percent. About time, a little less, but still definitely has some bits like this. Which is why, like, my note literally says this whole bit feels a tad too slapstick for the rest of the film. I yeah. think, 
Like, there's still a tiny bit of me that's like, but it also still kind of fits, and I don't know how, but but if, and I if I would say that throws me off. Oh, I, I said the, um, this bit throws me off from the pretty nice stuff we've previously seen, yeah. which is true, I think. Like, it just, it's like, I mean, when you're watching it for the first time, especially, you probably won't notice it as much. But mm. after we rewatch and stuff, it starts to become like that one scene that just starts so annoying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. There's a uh, there were bits in about time that I was like that with. I can't remember what they are now, but there were bits with about time which I just when we were analysing them was just like I do not like this bit at all. Although actually, no, the one bit that I really didn't like with About Time, I ended up like really liking by the end of the show because my yeah. co-host loved it um, and convinced me that it was good. Um, but I'm kind of glad that we both agree on this. Uh, Christian Ditter, if you're listening, sorry. Um, no, Christian Ditter, tell us why why you did this. Why you put this in. Was it for like a, a wider audience? Like, Did you put it in to kind of like put in the trailer? Do you know what I mean? Right, I just, I have a few things to say about this. Right, okay, so why did Beth, like, how did Bethany notice her, for starters? Because it's been a few years, right? Yeah. Maybe a year. Even, like, even a year, I don't think I'd notice some of my friends just walking. And especially and with a child. It's like... What? I don't think you'd acknowledge them either, even if you did notice no, them. No, especially, especially with... someone like Bethany, who's... Yeah. Uh, like a model now, isn't she? And let's be film. honest, she's probably holding and a grudge now. against Rosie because until this point, she's probably the reason that Bethany's split up with Alex. That's not mm-hmm. someone who you choose to cross over the road to but say. Rosie Rosie's. doesn't realise they've broken up yet. No, she doesn't. Rosie? Oh no. Tragic. Are you okay? <sighs> Tell me that's not yours. No. <gasps> what, you're a nanny now? No, it's a miss. It's good money. I think we've missed the point. We've missed a bit. Have we? What have we missed? We didn't mention anything about like how Rosie hides. Oh yeah, I need to. This is once again like that kiss bit last week. I need to actually have the visuals open with me because I have a very tiny memory apparently uh, to forget all these things. Her hiding is awful, but also I I I probably admit that I probably laughed when I watched it the first time round. It's just dumb. Why? Just carry on walking and pretend like you don't notice her. That's what I would do. Yeah, it's so stupid to hide behind them. <laughs> yeah. That just makes it more obvious. Well, I'm, and then I'm, I'm, I'm laughing now. The visuals are funny, but it just doesn't it doesn't totally fit with the rest of the film. And then she just falls into this clothing thing and it's like And ugh, collapses the bikes behind her and all the rest. Yeah. yeah it's... it's painful to watch, honestly, but it I, I it does bring a little laugh, I guess. But, um, you know, as as we kind of discussed before the show, Ditter also directed H- How to Be Single. This yeah. would have happened in How to Be Single. 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah. But I think, I don't know. I want to know what kind of style is more his. Because it could be Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? This is what I'm trying to how think. To, how to Be Can... Single was a universal production, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so that was probably kind of yeah, but we link that with this and with Girl Boss, and I'd say that this is quite similar to the rest of the stuff that he's done with Girl Boss. Yeah, so maybe How to Be Single is just one of like the anomaly. Uh, I thought you were going to Boston with Alex. And I've said there's a hint of judgmental pain behind Bethany's eyes about the fact that Rosie could be the, going to Boston with Alex, and it's probably why they broke up. Mm, maybe. I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't be a shock, would it? 
But they could have broken up for, for like, anything. Yeah. Oh, no! No! No, I realise children are the only education you need. <laughs> so, who's the dad? And then she gets her hair yanked by K2. Oh! Get her off! Get her off! Oh, oh no! Bye, then! And, yeah, and that's the end of that awful scene. Yeah. Duh, it's kind of an awkward interaction, isn't it? I just... But I just don't understand why Bethany would walk over. It's kind of like a smile and walk away to me. Mm. Like that's what I would do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go over and be like, "Oh my gosh, hi," or like, "Rosie, is that you?" But then yeah, again, so like, like you said, it's probably the jealousy. She probably wants to see what's going on. So she's in regular child. contact still with Alex, though. As we find out. As we find out, yeah. Um, but we we go from one of the worst scenes into the film to straight into one of the best scenes from the film. So yeah, this is this is a great bit. I do like this bit. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to go through the dialogue? Yep. In a minute, yeah. Go. Um, just stop me whenever you've got a minute. Yeah, I will. I was going to say I'll probably stop you whenever I have um, something. Let me see. Alex, what are you, what are you doing here? Just, just back for the weekend. Thought I'd surprise you. Great. Um, yeah, let's, let's go for a coffee then. No, no, no. Stay here. Why don't you put the kettle on? So what have you been up to? Oh, just this and that, you know. Nice is this a bit when she's running yeah. around the house? This is all in one shot. So is I mentioned that. Yeah, it's all Why in do one I shot. keep missing picking up on these things? Because it's um, it goes past a mirror, which really makes you kind of think like, oh, is it a one shot or is it not? But it is a one shot. It goes all the way through the built the the house. I like this because again, it's like quite chaotic, and I think it works really well with how she's feeling and like you're rushing around with her and you're kind of pan- panicking because you're seeing what she's seeing and you're like, oh no, he's gonna notice. Yeah, because at this just... point we don't know. We don't know that he knows. No, it's so we're like, oh my gosh, he's gonna find out. He's gonna find out. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just checking how long this shot is. Um, I think it's like ten seconds, probably. Um, it is a lot longer than ten seconds. Oh really? It is fifty-seven seconds. Fifty-seven seconds. Mm -hmm. It feels like ten. It feels like ten. Trust me. Well, it's because we go from that into their conversation in the kitchen and it stays on the one camera when he pulls oh, okay, out the breast yeah. pump. Um, so oh, okay. it goes from uh, 38 minutes, no, 37 minutes and 51. People don't need to know, it's no, fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I I'm too tired to maths today. I'm so tired that I just closed the Love Rosie video file for no reason. There we go. Brilliant. Sorry about that. Right, um... Yeah, yes. I'd like to just talk about how we don't know how. Obviously, they're very close, so we can kind of understand it. He's been away for a while, though, and he just invites himself into her house. I don't think that's right. Like, we know what he's trying to do, and we get that. But the fact that he's kind of like, all right, I'm coming in, you put the kettle on, is is very much a kind of, I own the place, you do what, you know, I I don't know. I I didn't Mm. like Alex's attitude here at all. No, I feel like it's more of a. 
I don't know. I felt like she was a bit weird, though. I, she just rushed out. If she just said, oh, should we go get coffee then or something? Mm. In a more relaxed tone, then maybe he would have been like, okay, yeah. But I think because she was rushing, yeah. it was probably a little bit more suspicious for him. So he was like, oh, no. That's and obviously he already side. knows anyway. Well, so exactly, all, yeah. yeah but, but we don't know that. But um, if she did but yeah, I guess it coffee, does. it does come across rude. Like, I don't think I'd do that. If she did go off for coffee, what the heck would happen to Katie? Just be left there. Was the mum there? The mum was there. I don't know, there. but you'd think she'd... If, 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 like, Alice or Dennis were there, you'd think she'd say something of, oh, I'm just going out with Alex. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, maybe. It just seems so maybe careless. She'd, she'd probably message them, wouldn't she? Oh, wait, no, because emails. Oh, I don't know. That'd be weird. I don't think Rosie thought... I think she just wanted to get... Yeah, I don't think she... She thinks she wants to get out of the house. You okay? You seem stressed. No. No. Oh, so, so how's medicine? Fascinating. Yeah. She's been doing obstetrics, in fact. Really? Coming up to the best lines. So much to learn. How do you find these breast pumps, by the way? Some women don't like them. There it is. There it is. Oh, total nightmare. Oh, God. How did you... Bethany. Fast work. Yeah, my note just says one of just such an amazing moment in the film and one of the best laughs. Yeah, and I love how she's oh total nightmare. Oh, how did you like? I love that she she's in such a stress yeah. mode. I think it's because she's she probably asked that she's probably asked that a lot. Yeah, so it's just like a natural reaction to do. And then we kind of cut into the bedroom. Yeah, I like this bit again. It's kind of the same as when she was on the emails and she was telling him that she needs to speak to him. Do you remember the red, the red, yeah. or orange, whatever it was, whatever we, or rose, rosy. <laughs> oh yeah, rose. <laughs> we did, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's. Uh, I think I might have cut out me saying that, so the listeners don't know. But I was, uh, yeah, I was trying to theorize about that. Yeah. Also, we've we're going through this way quicker than normal. We've we're like over halfway through it. I think we're thirty minutes in. Be fair. Yeah, I, I guess. Maybe twenty minutes in because we took about ten minutes to get into it. Yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's always these it, eventful find... ones that yeah, we seem to yeah. talk least about. No, I know what you mean. It's the ones where you've got the most written down because you just want to get to each point. Whereas, like when you haven't got much written down, you kind of go on to more tangents. Yeah, I think I've got kind of an average amount written down this time, and we get to. I I, I, I thought look, we were about fair. to. We were, I thought at the end of this we were going to cut into the next scene where we meet two characters of Phil and Sally next time, and I was going to start writing about them, but then that that doesn't happen yet. Uh, so, uh, what to go back to the point? Um, yeah, we're in the bedroom with like amazing lighting once again. Overall, yep. me I like this bit. is fantastic. She's had colic for months. My whole life's feeding, winding, and nappies. All I can think about is poo. How much, when, what colour? I hope you mean hers. Welcome to Greg. You miraculously got a job in a piece of a mini year. Hmm. I like Alex. I still can't decide what I think about Alex. I think I did like him until Eddie started putting stuff out, and now I just. When um, Eddie started mentioning it, I was kind of like, oh, I've never seen him like that, but I can understand. But 
I mean, that's what every boy's like. You've got to live with it. I hope I'm not like that, but hey ho. Uh, but it's um, but yeah, I I I see that, and I I see him evolving as a character. Like I feel like yeah. schoolboy Alex was one thing, and now he's kind of he just seems a mature person. in this bit. I find yeah, I think it's a little immature how he kind of like asked to come in to the house. Yeah. Um, but like, but when we know what his agenda with his un- yeah with his yeah. understanding, like she he hasn't been that nice. Like you'd expect no. him just not to go. No, exactly. Like, why wouldn't you tell me and then just leave? Like, never speak to her again or something. I don't know. I think what it is is because we're seeing this mostly from Rosie's perspective. Yeah. We get a lot of, lot of characterization for Rosie and very little in comparison for Alex that we. Yeah. If I asked you to, like, define main characteristics of Alex, you probably couldn't. And I think that's fine. <laughs> Like, I don't see an issue with it, but it's kind of true that he's not a very developed character. Well, I mean, he he lost his virginity. That's about it, really. He's, yeah. He's a doctor. Yeah, he's now a doctor and he's getting married. Well, oh, sorry, just spoiled it. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas Rosie, we can obviously say more about her family life. We can talk about her clumsiness, apparently, according to last scene. Um, We can, yeah. yeah, I I think it's 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 um, it's very. I keep bringing this film up today. It's very about time in the fact that we have the opposite with about time, wherein Tim is very deeply characterized, and quite often the complaint that people have with the film is that Rachel McAdams is Mary. You don't know very much about. Um, yeah, I find where, that's a lot of films to be honest. Yeah, when we did the whole point of a about, protagonist, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I think, I think the issue lies with rom coms that because of the whole thing about how you know genders are represented and everything, which is so commonly looked into with like Bechdel test and other things. Yeah, that people like insist on deeper characters than you would expect of a normal comedy i think mm-hmm. um i could be wrong but, but it's um, like um it's like baby teeth for example like you don't get any family dynamic in that film i mean you get a bit but not really enough to kind of understand each of their issues with within their family yeah. life and i find that kind of annoying um especially with i think his name's moses moses or something like we see nothing like Nothing. I, I think we see like a little bit, and his mum completely banks him, and it's just a bit of a shame. Like, why can't we see mm. a little bit more about that? Because he's in. In, in some in some ways, sometimes that can be right when you get just yeah. enough that you're wanting more. I mm, I'm not that sure. Can work, but I I I know I'm that that sure. was something that you've talked about with baby teeth before. I still need to finish seeing it. I do just love this whole exchange. It's so great. Yeah, I think it's quite mature. I think. Mm. Don't really know what mature is, do I? (laughs) But um, talking about maturity, we cut to the beach. Don't know why that links, but it feels like it links because beaches feel mature. Uh, They're old. I'm not. I can't Uh. tell whether I like, I like this shot or I find it tacky. I, I, I don't know. Can't okay, tell. 
Well, <laughs> I know where I stand. My note says, love the beach, and their supposed locality to it. Reminds me of About Time and brings so much joy. This score, too. I just bloody love this movie. Very little more to say than that. That's that's my note. That's fair. But I find, like, with it, it kind of links back to the beginning, and it comes back in a few, in a few like, moments. Not moments. For, like, ten minutes or fifteen minutes into the film, like, again. But that made no sense. I mean, no sense. Um, no, the beach comes back like within the next bit of the film at some point, and it's also at the beginning, isn't it? So I think it does yeah. have kind of like some kind of some kind of thing yeah. going on with it, but I'm I couldn't tell you. Um, I just I don't think there's enough of the film about the fact or enough scenes at the beach to justify it in some ways. Potentially, yeah, I just think it's been. I just think that shot has been put in there to. Like, it's a beach. It's a free place to film. Like, an easy location. I just think it's just been shoved in there, to be honest. Wait, wait, wait. Is her dream to have a hotel by the beach? I don't think it's it, I don't think it was ever by the beach, was it? It was just to own a hotel. But because, but she wanted to, she decided to convert her parents' house into the hotel. Yeah. So that's why it's still there. But yeah, there you go. And you do get lovely shots of the beach over the end credits later on. So yeah, you do. It is nice. For but that like, reason, I do find this bit in particular just this has been shoved in there. Like, just go to a coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? But we we we've had a, we've had coffee shop like five minutes ago. Yeah, but and we're about to cut to bar shortly after this. Like, yeah. There's only so many locations you can do. I will stand in defence of this beach. Okay, that's fair. But like, I don't know. I like, I, I like it. I like it. Like I said, I like it, but I can't tell whether I find it tacky or not. Yeah. I, just like, I, <clears> I like do it. like. I do like the last bit of when they kind of goes out and there's like the, the the grass. The what's it called? What's it called? Yeah. Sa- sand grass. What's... I don't know, but I know exactly what you mean. It's a lovely shot there. Um... That's a nice shot, and it kind of blurs out Rosie and Alex. I'm going to find out what it's called without turning my recording off. But also, the beach isn't, like, too beachy a beach, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not overly kind of sands and rock. Like, it's quite a small beach. Oh, it's literally it's literally called beach grass. Yeah, there we go. Apparently. I also find it so satisfying how you don't hear the wind. I hate the beaches mm. normally. I hate the beach in general, to be honest. I think it's so overrated. Purely because it's so windy. Like, when can you actually... Unless you're in Thailand, you're not going to get any enjoyment from sitting on the beach, in my opinion. Or, like, Spain or something. Yeah, so in do Spain, you think I the dialogue is dubbed to over? Have fun. Do you think the dialogue's dubbed over? Or do you think they've just managed to remove background noise? It's probably dubbed. It's probably dubbed, isn't it? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, how else would they do it? Because, I mean, even if they had, even if they had a close-up here, like a mic on them, like this, like, you're still not going to get a great sound no, in, yeah. like, a windy condition like that. I think not telling you was a way to keep the dream alive, you know? So there was at least someone out there who still saw me as Rosie. And not this strange new person I've become.
we move to this lovely like shot of it's like all right see you again alex we'll probably see you again at some point but bye for now the hands against each other on the on the, oh. the glass of the taxi and then the camera kind of pans around to oh see yeah we well, forgot to mention that they hold hands on the beach Yes, they do. They do. Hold they hands do. On the beach. They hold hands on the beach, and I find that a bit strange. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Have you ever had a friend, like a best friend, that's been with you since you were like as small as Alex has been with Rosie? No, to be fair. Well, no. neither. So I have no comparison to make. So it's kind of like, would you do that with a, like someone that you've known? Yeah, for most that long? of most of my good friends who I was who I was friends with from that young. Are now result our friendship is resulted into me sending them like happy birthday as text on their birthday and that's about it. That's. I don't even. I don't even remember who my friends were at that age. It was always like as well when you whenever you went on holiday, um, you'd make loads of friends on holiday and you just never speak yes. to them again and they just disappear. Yes. Disappear into thin air. Do you I kind of them? miss that childhood age of just like making being loads. friends with anyone. Yeah, I agree. Which also, like, it, it's weird, because if that was our mindset now, yeah. social media means that we would be able to be in touch with these people. When you're a kid, you have no like way or mean to actually stay in touch with these people, because you, unless you're like... I still, have, I still have some of the people I've met, like Instagrams and stuff, but that's like from recent, not from yeah. when I was really young, like I literally yeah. remember so vividly like people's faces. Mm. And I think I'm pretty sure I found... Um, one of the people that we went on holiday, like when I was really young, like seven, I think I remember finding their Instagram, and it was really weird because I remembered their face and I remembered like their name, and it was just I think I did that recently actually. That was kind of strange. But and how did, did 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 you add them or were you kind of like is this is going to be think, weird? I don't think so. <laughs> I I couldn't tell whether it was maybe I messaged. I don't know. Maybe that was a lot longer than I thought. Maybe I did that like. A few months after the holiday or something. I just remember it being like yesterday. I remember there being like one person who was a couple of years younger than me when we were on holiday, when we were like camping somewhere who I think, I think I was probably about 10 or 11 and I think like we subscribed to each other's YouTube channels and that was about it. I think I maybe commented on one of their videos. I don't remember what their name was. I remember at one point releasing a video and being like, oh, it's a comment from that person we went on holiday with. But that's literally all I remember. Rosie then uh, spins the globe about on the bed. She does a spin and of course it lands on Boston. Shot because apparently all the globes that she spins exclusively land on Boston. Um, or North America, even though it landed America. in the whole of America. The whole of America, yeah. We won't, we won't discuss that again. My final note uh, for this sequence is just capital letters and the words "I want to watch more." You say that every. You say that every episode. So no much so this time round, though. I'm probably going to at some point this week rewatch Love Rosie before. Next I literally week's don't have time, episode. which is so, I literally don't have time to do anything this week. Shall we get into the films of the week? Okay. Have you Have you thought of what yours is? Or no. Not? 
No. Okay. So mine. I did watch The Voyages though last night. What a terrible film. Honestly, I don't so think sh- I'm familiar with it at all. <laughs> so sh- it's a new film. My film is not one I rate particularly highly, but it has um, the actress who plays Sally in it. My film is Centrinians. Have you have you seen Centrinians? Nope. Are, are you familiar with it? Nope. It's like a girls' school. Um, that's just. Uh, I don't know how to talk about what Saint Trinians is about without just being like it's. <laughs> it's it's like it's its own. Uh, the cast is like Tallulah Riley, Rupert Everett, Gemma Arterton, Colin Firth, Jodie Whittaker, Russell Brand. Like it's a pretty great cast. Um, Stephen Fry, Celia Emery, Toby Jones. It's it's like it's, it's set in a girls' school. It's a remake of. Um, Hang on, no, there there were like some cartoons years ago, and then they made them into a films in the sixties, and then they remade them into early two thousands. It's a very early two thousands movie. It's very kind of cringy, stupid comedy, but it's just so funny, and it's just about these rebellious, like um, this rebellious girls' school, really. But I think it's just a film that everyone should watch at some point. Uh, like one of the really stupid things. It's one of my favorite gags. It's so pathetic but it's so funny is um what one of the like older girls has got one of the um one of the like first years of the school and she's hanging her over the um over the balcony of the school by her ankles and just like shaking her up taking her back and the teacher just walks past and says tuck your shirt in and she just lets go of the, of the person just drops her off the balcony to tuck her shirt in and i just that that's that sounds pathetic. so cheesy it is cheesy, but it's one of those films when you're in the mindset for a cheesy movie. I think I think what Chalet Girl is to you is what St. Trinian's is to me. Like Chalet Girl's so shit, but it's so good. <laughs> At the same, I could don't. I think it's because it, it's what got me into snowboarding. So it's kind of like why yeah, I can't I, say, like, why I, can't I like say, the film. I can't say St. Trinian's got me into anything, but oh, I do just really like St. Trinian's as a film. Um, as a sequel, which I've seen, but I don't remember anything about it. I think David Tennant's in it, but that's all I remember. But it's it's very early two thousands movie. Like it's the like the the soundtrack is just exclusively like kind of songs that were popular then. It ends with a live performance from Girls Aloud for some reason. Uh, I don't know. Like it's literally like the end of the film. Girls Aloud just appear and sing the Centrinian song while everyone's dancing, and it's like the. It's so cringy, but I really like it. So my film of the week is Saint Trinian's. Um, As you've mentioned fifty times. I'm yeah. Joking. I'm joking. What's, what's, what's yours? I've given you time. Um, I'm slacking. I am slacking. I haven't really gotten around to watching films to recommend. I mean, if you want to watch one Lego Movie, if you haven't seen it, but that's not really a film of the week. Don't don't hold me. Well, it's something. Lego Movie's a good. Movie. Lego Lego Movie is a good movie, but I literally watched it this week for the first time, so I don't know. 
Oh, for the first time? Wow. Yeah. Actually, it I was kind of like a few weeks ago, but Lego Movie 2. I watched this one. I remember seeing Lego Movie in the cinema, and it's just... Once again, it's one of those family films which you go out of it being like, this had no reason to be as good as it was, but it's just so much fun. Um, it's just... It's you've so got stupid. Liam Neeson as good cop, bad cop, and it's just... I know. That works perfectly, doesn't Isn't it? there supposed to be a good cop? Oh, <clears throat> oh yes. But we are not done yet. Hi, buddy. I'm your friendly neighborhood police officer. Would you like a glass of water? Yeah, yeah, actually. That's Too bad. Security cameras picked up this. Uh, I need to rewatch it. It's been years since I've seen Lego Movie, and I haven't seen the second one. But I think it was also just so great. It kind of had the um, Who Friend Roger Rabbit thing of like having all of these different like worlds coming together. Yeah, like, yeah. Like all yeah. of the Lego properties, and that's just fascinating. Um, so I think that counts as a film of the week ish. People probably might have seen it, but they might have seen St. Trinian's. Maybe. So. You've probably Something. seen all the films that we've mentioned, to be fair. Although, I mean, I could I could give... Um, no, I won't, because I haven't watched them. I have got a list on Netflix, which I really want to get through. Like, I really want to watch Pieces of a Woman. Um, I haven't yeah, got around that's to on it. my list as well. Vanessa Kirby, yeah. Um, that one. And I think there's another one. I've been meaning no. to watch um, a lot of the kind of the ones that I missed for award season, so I still haven't seen the dig. I wanted to watch the dig at some point. Um, what, were the, what were the other ones? Because uh, there were a few that were like big in the awards, and I can't remember what they are. Um, Nomadland. Nomadland, yeah. I want to see that, but also there's nowhere to stream it. I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, there's some of these that like were in. This is what annoyed me about the Baftas, right? Is that they're the they're like the British awards, and so many of the films aren't out in the UK. What annoys me about any award kind of ceremony or whatever, all the films that are in them are not accessible to anybody. Yeah, like do they want us to illegally stream them? Because that's what we're going to do. If we that's what watch a lot them. of people I know have been doing, and I it, it's been really. I really want to watch The Father, but that is just not out yet in the UK, and it's just like I just have to keep. It's like, annoying. It's so annoying. Like I've just got to wait so long for it. I know that it's quite it good is, for like publicity because everyone will like just get more known, like noticeable. But I also thing. think that by the time they're out, we've forgotten about them. We've had this kind of two, three weeks of hype and being like, yeah, can't I mean, wait for that, and then something else comes along, and The I Father mean, will come out on DVD, and I won't care. What else are the ones that were up for the awards? I'm just checking now. Still haven't seen Mank because I need. To, I want to watch Citizen Kane first, and I haven't got round to it. Um, Same. But as we discussed today, Paddington Two is better than Citizen Kane, so you know. Um, and uh, but yeah, The Father is the big one that I just really want to watch because Anthony Hopkins made awards history by being, I think, the oldest person to win Best Actor. I think. Should we get into the questions of the week? We should. Um, I think I think I'm just going to clarify that Luke made this up. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I um, did, and it was not a good question. Um, this question, <laughs> the question of the week this week, was your favorite best friend film, right? Best friends yeah. in a film or something. Yeah, any film. This is a, where this is a difficult question because it is. Was the friendship of two characters? Is it two best friends, or is it multiple friends? This is what was debated in. I said two, but one of the answers does debate. I know, but I I can't leave this question this one out because it's such a great movie. Oh no! I as soon as it, that one came through, I was like, "Yeah, Ellen's gonna talk about this." Um, 
So yeah, do you want to read through uh, what we've got? Okay. Um, okay. So, um, I don't know what that film is. Top one. Uh, Sean German, I believe that is that Sean German that one. Yeah. 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 I, I believe that is this is Spinal Tap. Think. I I I've um, heard of that film, but I've never seen I've it. I've seen a couple of times. I quite like it. I recognise Christopher Guest. I don't recognise it as a screen grab from This Is Spinal Tap, but Sean does host Spinal Tap Minute, so I'm assuming that that's the film he chose. Um, um so we've got J Bam. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. A Midnight Cowboy. He's put two initially obnoxious hucksters when the audience's hearts separately. Then win over each other, then break our hearts with sunny Florida, Florida optimism, like Nigel and David, a hilarious but moving couple. I don't even know what that film is. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I feel like I've anyway, heard of it, but I don't know. We'll move on. Um, Jonathan Carlyle, uh, gut to answer Tommy Boy. Yeah. Have we just never seen these films? I, don't I know. feel like I've heard of Tommy Boy, but once again, a lot of a lot of these responses are from America because this is uh, I shared after realizing that our question wasn't <laughs> very good. I shared it in the Move by Minute group, which is where so many of these have come from because uh, I was like, these people know movies. Um, We've got Captain America and Civil War, and uh, the Falcon, yeah. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier by L. J. Katz and Brian Lockhart. Um, just before those ones, I realised I missed sending a screen grab. We we had a lot of gifts, which I, I appreciate, but also it meant I had to guess what these movies were. Uh, Robin Burge says um, Karate Kid, uh, which I still best friends. To see. Yeah, this it seems like they're not. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I know. I wouldn't say they're best friends. I'd say they're more like Cheetah and Lit, like Ed. I don't know. I wouldn't say best friends anyway. Eric Jack, I agree a lot with Eric's answer, and he has got a gif of Jay and Silent Bob, and Jay and Silent Bob in all of the movies that they're in, with mall rats and clerks and Dogma and Chasing Amy, and I'm not going to list them all in case I forget, uh, are awesome. Um, and then Jay Bam also commented, I don't think I sent over to you, he sent me a, a screen grab from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah, anyway, back back over to, to you. We have Superbad by LJ Katz again. I wrote that. There's also another film that's very similar to this, Booksmart, which no one's mentioned. Um, which is good, good uh, best friends film. Rather ironically, a comment that has come through since I sent you the screen grabs, I think, was a gift from Booksmart. Ah, oh, brilliant. That was from Sarah Black. Oh, of course. Um, so now we have Duncan Shields, Reuben, Reuben and Ed, Howard Hessman, and Crispin Glover play a couple of weirdos who find each other in an odd couple kind of way. I feel like so much of this is American culture that I just have not heard I don't, of. I don't know. <laughs> We're and very then, uncultured, apparently. I'm going to say this last one by Robert E.G. Black, who is the executive producer. He is, yeah. Hi, Robert. Got it right. You're not, but hi. Hello. Um, Stand By Me. It's a good best friends film. There's also It. That's a good best friend film, but Mm. obviously this is multiple people, like a group of friends. And then Elliot Orkson also said Daisies, which is a film I've heard of, but have not seen. Um, Looks interesting, though, so I might have to give that a watch. Have you got a favourite best friends movie that isn't Love, Rosie? 
don't know. Not I can't think of one on the top of my head. Off the top of my head, this could all change if I realise something else. Uh, my the main one I'm thinking of at the moment is uh, Lethal Weapon. Mm. Um, it's a very kind of there's loads though. There's loads that you can thing. pick from, like yeah, which is why I thought this was a good question, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, Lethal Weapon is a great movie for anyone who has not seen that real classic. Um, but yeah, that was our question of the week. Indeed, it was. What are we going to ask people for next week? Because we need to do a good question for next week. The question of the week will be your favourite rom-coms. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Please, let us know. Before Tuesday. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Have a nice rest of your Sunday. Because we're filming on sun- we're releasing these we're doing on Sundays, Sundays now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hey. fun. I think it'll work out better. So yeah. I hope it works out better for you Definitely. listeners out there. Alright. Okay. Bye. The Love Rosie podcast theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of Reprise from the Love Rosie soundtrack, originally composed by Ralph Reganmayer. The Love Rosie podcast is produced by Bottle It Productions and is distributed by Lemon Drop Studio. For more podcasts and blogs, visit lemondrops.com.